Hey everybody, before we start today's episode, I wanted to give a couple of shout outs. First, I wanted to thank Houston area rapper OA for creating the theme song to our podcast. You can find all of his info in the show notes. Also, I wanted to give a thank you to Grand Rapids area comedian Carl Sobel for creating the artwork for our podcast. If you are in the Grand Rapids area, please check this guy out. He is hilarious. Finally, if you haven't already done so, head over to Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating, and write us a review. You may even hear your review in a future episode of the podcast. All right, enough with me. Let's get into today's episode. Enjoy. Welcome to the Notes McGoats podcast with your hosts, Brandon Alberta and Steve Madol. I hope you put your heavy duty denim on because this podcast is a knee slapper. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to the Notes Magoats podcast. This is episode 11, a.k.a. day four of the 12 Pods of Christmas. I am Brandon. And I am Steve. And welcome to our present to you this holiday season. Uh, we are kind of getting right into it. We're kind yeah. of in our first, uh, we're heading into our first uh, quarter. Second the, week. Second week, yeah, of this. So, we are excited. This is good, and this week is going to be a good week. Yeah, it's going to be fun. What, what we've got going this week and what we've got coming down the pipe is going to be good. So, Steve, this Monday, what do we got going on? This Monday, we picked a drummer boy for Christmas by uh, for King and Country. For King and Country. For King and Country, those who are not aware of For King and Country, it's two Australian brothers yeah. that are not... Um, Related to a Hemsworth. Right. But are dreamy in their own right. Yeah. Their hair. Yeah. I don't know what they, what they do down in Australia, but they do have that Aussie brand shampoo. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's what, what it is. is. But man, those Australian guys got some hair on them. Yep. I don't know. Figure that out. We need to do some research. Yeah. Patreon. 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 Australia so we can check out some yeah. Australian guys' hair. <laughs> that got weird, but that hey. That got weird. I'll... Shit, I'll do it. Let's go. And I'll report back on the toilets thing if they go the other way, because that's one of the things I want to see. Um, personally, going to Australia. King Country. <laughs> going back. The two Smallbone brothers, which is kind of their, la- their last name is Smallbone, which I thought was funny, because yeah. I'm, a, I'm a teenage boy. Um, not really. I'm a, I'm a grown man with kids who have teenage boys. Uh, they are a Christian pop alternative rock band. They kind of stretch some different genres. They, they're played on mainstream Christian radio. Mm-hmm. They are also played on um, kind of top forty radio as well. They've got yeah. some some stuff that switches back and forth. Um, I equivalent them now to kind of a switchfoot type band where they yeah. will kind of go back and forth between the two yep. um, mainstream genre and also the Christian genre. Um, but these guys definitely dabble more in the Christian. Yes, Sec- they they do they realm. do dabble more in, in the in the Christian side. Their faith is is a very strong influence on all of their music. Even the stuff that's played secular radio. Yeah. If if it have if you have listened to the lyrics of the songs, it's still a Christian song. Absolutely. It's not it's not made for secular radio. Not right. not like uh, another band, a favorite of Brandon's that I'm going to talk about and trash eventually. We'll but, get there. Um. So they they definitely write their songs for their Christian audience. And if those songs are played on secular radio, I think it's a bonus. Yeah. 
Um, not only are they um, getting a lot more airplay just out there, but they're also kind of spreading the word of Jesus to people that maybe not hear it and not yeah. really understand what they're singing if they don't listen to the words, I guess. But right. if you actually do listen to their stuff, it's it's all Christian-based. It's, it's all yeah. rooted d- deeply in Christianity. Yeah. We were excited to uh, get going on this album. Uh, this came out probably a couple months ago by the October? time... October? Yeah, October by the time this releases. So, yeah, yeah 2020, it's got 13 tracks on it. Steve, do you know have the, the time About on? 45 minutes. Okay. Roughly 45 minutes, but it doesn't... It goes by It goes by smooth. It's it's, a, it's yeah. an easy listening track. One of the things I love about For King and Country, and this is on every single one of their tracks, and this one is not any different. Their albums are arranged to tell a story throughout the entire track the, the, the entire cd the entire album yeah they each each song builds on the other and it tells a story if you kind of listen to them in order they are meant to be listened to in order um, yep. if you listen to this one they've done some if you, you check on like youtube music they they have done they call them episodes and like instead of like song number one it's episode one yeah um or chapter one and it's it's meant to be listen together in a straight order because that's how they want it. It's how it's arranged. Yeah. And you can tell it's thoughtfully arranged. Yeah. Um, well, that's kind of what I was, I was going to kind of hint at too, is, you know, they, they bookend this album with, uh, in the bleak midwinter, they epilogue it and well, pro yeah, they prologue epilogue it. And it just, you can tell that that just encapsulates everything f- in between it too. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. And they also do, and, and this is in every one of their albums, they also do some mid cuts where they, they will almost like preach to you a little bit throughout the, throughout the album. Where yeah. There's, a, there's a, uh, a breakdown where they start a little spoken word. Uh, yeah. And it goes through kind of where they're, where, how they're feeling and how the tracks kind of mend. And they, they sometimes share some Bible verses. They sometimes just share what's on their heart and how, how things are moving, but it still lends to the story, but it's not just all song. They do, they do almost preach to you as well. It's, it's taking you right to church. Yeah, absolutely. So just to jump in, I mean, let's, yeah, let's, let's get jump right, into, right it. into this one. Um, so what, what was kind of your favorite track? Um, I really loved their rendition of silent night. Okay. Um, it's, it, it's normally, uh, you normally see this as like a slower reflective mm-hmm. song, but these guys kind of brought it to life yeah. a little bit. It was it had more of that upbeat tempo and energy. And I, I guess I don't know if they meant to do this, but I kind of my my statement for it was it almost seems like they were intentional they were intentionally contradicting the word silent because of how big the 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 song was. So that to me was that was my favorite track of this mm-hmm. album. What about you? I have two. Um, I had the one that's kind of the radio album track, um, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, with uh, Need to Breathe. Oh, yeah, that was a good there. one. Uh, yeah. just, it's a Christmas hymn, and they arranged it and produced it so well. It, it's a radio hit. Uh, Absolutely. It can, be, it can be played on secular radio. It can be played on Christian radio, and it's just done so well. The vocalist for Need to Breathe, who was on this, has just a gravelly kind of voice. It's just a little raw and it mends so well with the music of, of for King country who, if you would listen to the album, any of their other albums as well, they're very bass and drums driven. Yeah. Very percussive. Um, they're a very percussion band. And they, if you see them live, there's, there's points of the shows live where they actually will all play a drum. 
yeah. of some poor of some sort, and it's it's yeah. awesome to see. But they're they're driven and lead and led by the percussion. Yeah. So and the and the bass. I love that as a as a music geek to have kind of the the drummer or any percussion area be sure. kind of the you know setting the tone for everything going forward but building everything off of that i love it uh my second one was uh go tell on the mountain oh yeah and, that was good that was good uh, it starts off with the freaking choir man and just just i'm done take me to church let's yeah. go like it felt like i was in this big baptist and i'm gonna say it black awesome church heck yeah that you ain't sitting down. You're nope. you're preaching. You are going to the Holy Ghost the entire way. You're gonna leave that church limping because you've been dancing and jumping around the whole time, yep. and you've lost all your energy because it's just oh, that song just made me want to move. Oh, it yeah, made absolutely. me want to get up and go. Yeah, it did. So that was those were my two favorites. Yeah. of the thing. So yeah, for sure. Are we going deep or are we going least? Let's go least. Sure. Okay, I'll start. I got two. Okay. Um, well, kind of. Uh, my main, the main one that I wrote, uh, it was the song, uh, The Carol of Joseph, with parentheses, I Believe in You, mm-hmm. was my least favorite. Um, I like the concept of the song, but it didn't really keep my attention um, amongst like the other uh, tracks on this album. That Also, and I know that I said this earlier, but I really kind of could have done without the prologue and the epilogue of In the Bleak Midwinter. Yeah. It didn't, do a whole lot for me from listening to it you i mean like i said they definitely made these the bookends intentionally but kind of just seemed out of place they didn't give off the typical for king and country vibe i, I mean it's i understand their thing though i think they had to find something because it is kind of their thing to do those epilogue and prologue yeah. spoken words yeah so i think that's maybe where they were where they're going with it yeah i kind of agree but that's that's kind of their thing right so that those for me, uh, but yeah, mainly uh, the Carol of Joseph just didn't quite. It wasn't quite my thing. I agree. Yeah, that was mine too. Really, I didn't like it. Yeah. And it's one of the ones they wrote. It's one of the ones that the that the brothers actually wrote. They were more had their hands on a little bit more. Yeah. So as I said before, the album all plays on each other. It's always you know every song builds on the other and it's it tells the story throughout. This song comes directly after Little Drummer Boy, which, which is awesome. And they've done and it, many renditions of this and it song. It makes you that one is just gets you pumped up. You're ready to go, and then all of a sudden you got this like, but you're like the song before. I was so happy. Yeah. I wanted to jump through the wall and go, and now I'm sad. Why am I sad? Right. And, and it does pick back up. I mean, don't don't let me. This is like mid midway through, so it's kind of that mid mid album lull that a lot of albums do have. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So it's, I understand why it's here. It kind of wants to make sure that you're not trying to you know blow through a wall. Yep. too early right you don't want to you don't want to prematurely get too excited um yep and let your drummer boy out is it's, what's going on here yes, so that's kind of exactly. what's going on yeah so unlike you know other little drummer boys that we know that always prematurely suck like lars there it is um bring back napster give him the money back let him do it again yep i got it out there yeah man you never know when it's gonna happen no yeah the carol of joseph was just it, it was it was a letdown it was understandable why it was there, but yeah. it didn't keep my attention either. I listened to it the first time. The second time, I skipped it. Actually, I got through about a third of it, and I was just like, "Nope, I'm yeah. I'm still happy. I want to. I still want to be excited. Let's go to the next song." Yeah. 
So I will actually go to my deep cut because sure. it's the little drummer boy. Yeah. Um, I saw them do this live at Winter Jam, uh, iteration, not this exact iteration, but this is one of the ones that I saw them do live at Winter Jam. And it just builds and it's so awesome. Yeah. The music video for this, it's like colonial times and they're, there's a little boy and he's drawing it. Oh, it's so good. It is so good. And it's just, the song is great. The strings, the percussion for King, like I, as much as I love the brothers and the, the singing and how they, and how they arrange and their, their vocals in, I would just listen to the band play. Yeah. Personally, I would listen to them play without any lyrics, anything else, because it's just so good. Yeah. It's, it's clean. It's crisp, but it just, it makes you want to just sit and worship. Yeah, absolutely. And this is a this is a worshipful Christmas album. It makes you want to be yeah. in church. Absolutely. I've actually got two okay. deep cuts. My first one is Heavenly Hosts, okay. which is an original from them, uh, at least to my knowledge. So with it being an original, it it drew me in uh, basically because it was it's not a traditional Christmas song, mm-hmm. beautifully constructed, um, and it fit their vibe, yeah. which I, which when when I think of for King and Country, I always expect the the percussion the drums all of that sort of stuff and other than ending the the album with you know the the epilogue i really enjoyed angels we have heard on high it was pretty sweet upbeat had a lot of energy this was one of those songs that in all honesty i could see uh churches doing this year for their holiday services for their christmas services um as a way to either start their service or end their service upbeat ready to go it's either like hey welcome to the christmas service or have a wonderful christmas you know god bless you on the way out the door or i could definitely hear it on the radio very soon i i think we will actually i expect yeah absolutely Um, and and you know all of the radio stations are looking for different variations of all the popular songs Uh, so i could definitely see at least the christian radio stations in our area pick this one up for sure I even the secular radio might pick up a couple on this one. And just yeah, run. that's true. Just, Maybe drum things. like drummer boy. Yes, yeah, for sure, drummer boy. I think yeah. we get going. Um, kind of final final thoughts on this one. Like like you guys, if you if you're picking this up, this is episode four. We are making these a little shorter just because we're doing twelve. Um, the twelfth one might be a little longer. Um, but we're we are doing these a little shorter here and there. Um, try and make room for the others, but also still kind of try to give you that time each week to get through us. I know an, an hour of Stephen Brandon a week can be kind of hard sometimes yeah um, it's kind of hard for us sometimes an Absolutely. hour for ourselves so god bless our wives yes they they are they are and saints. they deal with more than just an hour of us so yeah unfortunately for them sometimes right my my kind of go through with this one is just the flow of it is so nice and i i give them a lot of credit because they just put an album out last year uh with burn the ships and great album by the way fantastic it was widely acclaimed won a couple of grammys People loved it. It got lots, a lot of buys, a lot of, a lot of downloads. To follow up a really good release of an original album with a Christmas album takes balls. Yeah, it does. And not only to do it a Christmas album, but to do it in your style. Like it's not Pentatonix Christmas where it's a quest for money. This was yeah. done intently to yeah. to get out a worship song. And they talked about it. And they had done some Christmas stuff back in the past. They did an EP before. And they wanted to do a full-scale Christmas album because they love the music, but they wanted to do it right, and they did it right. This did, yeah, this absolutely. album this album is is gonna be in a consistent holiday favorite of mine going forward. And my my last note before I give you my rating is this this album did take me to church 
and I am not mad yeah. at all. I was I was listening at work and I was at church and yeah. it felt like I hope that churches do try to pull off some of this upbeat over the top holiday stuff and try to mimic a little bit of what they do because I feel like in 2020 of any year now we need big happy positive music yeah. Yeah. for Christmas and we need to end the year on a high note and this album does that. Absolutely. 100% agree. You got anything else you want to add on that one but or I do I nail it? No, I mean you you literally encapsulated everything. I love the the mix between quote unquote classic Christmas music and original. Yeah, and there were definitely more songs on this album that I liked than the ones that I didn't. Yeah. Obviously that that helps, but yeah, no, you, everything else though you you hit the nail on the head with that one. So uh, go ahead, my man. What do you got, dude? I went nine goats on this one. Nine, nine of Nate's of Nate's little buddies. I have a hard time with Christmas music. I have a hard time with a holiday album because it always seems like the quest for more money. It always seems like it is. Yeah, we need to put this out. I didn't get that feeling from this one. Um, I agree. I'm always always hesitant to give somebody a perfect record, a perfect rating for a Christmas album because you're pandering. I just I felt like they nailed it. And they, without even really trying to nail it, they nailed it. Yes. Yeah. It was like an effortless thing. So I, I, I went nine. Yeah, absolutely. And I also gave them a nine on this one. Just kind of like what you and I were talking about, just as far as, I mean, you, you look at some of these other bands like Pentatonix or like the people who really just do the, put out a Christmas album for the fact that they can say, oh yeah, we have a Christmas album. This band has a Christmas album for the money. it's going to get played on the radio during this time here because stations are looking for music to play constantly. I don't think that For King and Country did this. They did this as a Christmas worship album. Um, and a gift to themselves. A gift to themselves, yes. And it was definitely a gift to us too. So we, yeah. we appreciate them and we appreciate... Um, for sure. Uh, uh, ...them doing this album. It was, it was amazing. So yeah, nine goats out of ten for me again. So... That is where that one's going to land. We, we really recommend this one, guys. This one, if you haven't listened to it yet, pick it up. Yeah, it Check is. Check it out on it's YouTube brand Music. New. It's brand new. Yep. Yeah, Steve listens to all of his stuff on YouTube Music. I listen on, I have a subscription to Amazon Music, so that's how I listen to mine. But wherever you figure it out, um, we can also, if you don't know or don't have a way, hit us up on social media and we'll help you find. We'll find it for we'll you. We'll find these these things for you. So speaking of social media, Steve, where can our friends find us? We are at uh, Notes with Goats Pod on Instagram and Twitter and Notes with Goats Podcast um, on Facebook. Those are both out there. Um, hopefully you've seen some of our ads, some of our quirky um, shares, our wonderful, fantastic fans um, that do share things for us and comment back and talk to us a little bit. Uh, we appreciate every single one of you, and uh, we hope more of you will actually uh, interact with us a little bit because we are pretty fun. Yeah. Hey, guess what, Steve? What's that? We have a review, and I had mentioned that I was going to read reviews on the podcast. It's not the one you did, is it? <laughs> it was, actually. Ah! <laughs> I'm just kidding. I won't say that. I did write my own review because, uh Yeah. Hey, I we gotta get you gotta start somewhere. It is gotta start somewhere. No, I'm not gonna do it. Y'all can read it, but that'll just lead me into saying we like to hear your reviews and see your reviews, especially on Apple Podcasts. Give us a five star rating. Write us a review. Share it with your friends. Share it with your friends. Honestly, guys, like that's that's all we want. We're not looking to do anything with it other than to share our hilariously honest opinions on things that we listen to. 
Um, and make fun of Lars Ulrich. And make fun of Lars and Pentatonix and Luke Bryan. Oh, yes. yes. So that's I our think, list. I think I'm actually four for four without dropping an F-bomb. Uh, yeah, we've come close. I could pretend like you have, but I'm not. Oh, I'd stop myself a couple of times. You did, yeah. But I'm four for four. I mean, yeah. we're going to try, guys. I'm, I. We're good. I can't but yes, I did it. write my own review. I won't read it. But you can you can see what I wrote if uh, you subscribe on Apple Podcasts. So this is what go. I do, guys. This is this is, how I, this is how I roll. He stops me. But anyway, so check us out on Facebook again. Uh, this is a Monday podcast. We are putting one out again on Wednesday. If you haven't checked out Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, that is going to be a Holly Dolly Christmas. What? Let's go, Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton. We're getting there. Oh man. So. We do put out every single week on Sundays. We put out the albums that we're going to be doing. December, Christmas is a fun month. We are doing three a week because we are crazy men. Crazy. So we're going to put out three different albums or topics that we're putting out on Sunday for that week. And starting back in January, it will just be one-ish a week, depending on how we're feeling. Subscribe, like us, comment, follow, You know, talk to us, share some memes. Play around. We're cool with it. Absolutely. Uh, but other than that, this is the No Smoke Ghost podcast. And Merry Christmas, guys. We'll see you in a couple days. We'll see ya.